Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and, oh, I lost it. <laughs> you, can you know what? Yes, Sparkly Lady Preneur podcast. You know what? That is so, um, I can't words, I can't words, but it's Mercury. Mercury strikes again. We're going to talk about Mercury retrograde today oh, yes. and the bitch that it can be, but the gift that it can also be as well. And you'll notice we're wearing funky little glasses today. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're changing the way we see the world and we, we feel like Literally. there are days where we need a little help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. throw it to Therese to, uh, to kick off our topic for today. I'm sure many of you are going to be able to relate. <laughs> I, I wish so. this was vodka, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I so wish this was vodka, but I just have a wine spritzer. So, hello. Yes, Mercury Retrograde started on uh, last, what was it, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday for me, Mondays. Monday for you. Uh, full moon and Mercury Retrograde kicking off. It is Mercury Retrograde is on until December 22nd. So, right now, communication is funky and what does that affect it it affects our any way we communicate so speaking <laughs> it, it affects um all our technology email email systems that are meant to send out emails like at eight o'clock last night when i'm trying to send out an email to all of our lovely success circle members get response was not playing the game eventually when i prayed to the tech gods and mercury retrograde to just a little bit of slow please we got it done but jeez yeah so you know one of the ways that i feel really blessed is that i have a business partner <laughs> i do i feel blessed i'm saying that to rage right now that's my virtual hug to you i feel very blessed and because we teach people how to up level in their lives and become the creators of their lives a lot of times we are blessed as a teacher when you decide to, to pick to be a teacher you get a lot of lessons it's so an that, accelerated path so to speak <laughs> yes so that you can teach them and and one of the things that happens with having a um my best friend and business partner on the other side of the world from me is we are very limited in how we can communicate and which means we use technology, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're working on using our, our mental technology to do that. <laughs> but when technology is the buffer in your communication, I'm going to hand it back to Rach as to, to tell you what can happen, especially right now. Yeah, in Mercury it's, retrograde. So here's one thing you need to be really aware of, and it's not just in Mercury retrograde, it really is any time, but right now, um, particularly leading into Christmas with Mercury retrograde, emotions are running high, stress is running high, which means our perception of things can be a little skewed. Even oh, yeah. the best and the best and the best of, of people who are really aware, there is still potential for misunderstanding. So text communication <laughs> can be very easily misconstrued, misread. The emotions will be read based on our perception of what we think is going on your team <laughs> not necessarily the truth so mm -hmm. i'll throw it back to therese because um if you want to give an example oh yeah no just um so and another thing is we forget that with technology it's constantly being upgraded which means that we have to adapt to it and that's not always easy right you're not always aware that that something has changed uh on the technology side that 
that you will have to adapt to. Um, so for example, Rach and I were trying to communicate with each other before this podcast. We always have like a little powwow and talk and, and just kind of decide um, all the angles of what we're going to talk about. And communication just fell apart. She was trying to get hold of me and tell me she was ready. I was trying to tell her I was ready. Then no response. We weren't responding to each other. And then I started because I just am very emotional sometimes, start taking it really personally, like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aries. So we go there, you know, where it's like, I, uh, now, I want it now. I want to do the things now. And Rach just wasn't getting the messages. They weren't coming through. You said you have the new phone, the, the iPhone 10 and X. Yeah, so it doesn't show me who it just says notification and unless i'm looking at the screen it doesn't always light up the screen so i didn't even know the messages had arrived when they did so i got lost in doing other stuff and then eventually oh i better go check <laughs> so it was you know technology is getting in the way but also you know being very conscious of of the way that we're communicating and i know the the best way to really communicate, particularly during this time, is to pick up the fucking phone. It's pick up the phone. <laughs> just call. call. Just call and talk because you can't hear somebody's real tone unless no. you're hearing somebody's real tone. No. Um, and look, I've one, been guilty of that too. <laughs> one wrong word and the other person goes <laughs> reeling in a whole direction. So yes, and and we're we're both guilty of that of like mm -hmm. you know just sometimes um, we because we're moms and we're doing five things at once mm -hmm. we respond with like one word answers sometimes and if the other person person is feeling emotionally sensitive or maybe a little vulnerable at the time they'll read into that oh my god mm -hmm. you don't want to talk to me yep. oh you know Even you're, my you husband, don't have time same. yeah exactly every so often it'll be because we're busy we're kind of responding but it's some if it's a not a touchy subject, but sometimes he'll just check in with me and goes, you didn't put any emoticons in. Are you okay? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so there was another level of this we wanted to talk about. And it, it's about acknowledging how because of technology, our, technology is a gift and a curse at the same time because it has opened up our world completely. I mean, I would never... In a million years, you know, 20 years ago, thought I'd have a business partner who lives in Australia. And stays Never in a million Australia. years. <laughs> right, exactly. That I've, that I've only ever got to hang out with like twice in my life. But I get to talk to almost every day. So um, that's magical, right? That's amazing. That And all the people that we get to work with who are Clients. here, there, and everywhere, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And it's such a gift. But the curse is about it is that it we forget, you know, there's there's an impersonality to technology. It is easy to make everything one-sided and about you and forget this is not an image on a screen. You're not watching a movie. This is a person here. It, it's a very fine line, right? I mean, it can it has a, a way of um, dehumanizing our experience. Um, and it's something that if we don't stay consciously aware of that, you know, you're not just, you, it feels like we can just project our feelings out and nothing happens. But the other person absolutely 100% is feeling it and getting it. And um, if we're not kind of pristine, <laughs> if you will, or, or if we're not working on ourselves and are consciously aware of what we are sending out, 
we can be sending out a lot of um, negative vibes and, and kind of air trash, I guess is the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too is, um, and I've noticed this within myself, I've particularly in the last few years, now that I can work from home um, and I do so every day and I've got my baby and whatnot. So I will step away from the computer, but then I'm in my bubble. I'm yeah. in my world and I get lost in my world and I forget that there are other people out there. Like when years and years ago, when you catch up, you'd make a point to catch up with your girlfriends on a Friday night or on the weekend to connect. Whereas now I kind of do that on the computer, but then I, I retreat from the computer and I don't necessarily connect. I don't share the things that are going on in my life. I don't put everything on Facebook and I, I used to do that a lot and I, I barely put much on there now that's my personal life. So yeah. it's very easy to become almost like a recluse, a hermit in a lot of ways and forget about the people who are closest to you, it, who are, I was going to say virtual is not the word, but, you know, electronically con like. Mm -hmm. Virtual, I think is right. Virtually yeah, connected. Virtual. Yeah, absolutely. Virtually connected. So there's so many different aspects to this communication thing and it's remembering to, you know, connect on a person level as well as pick up the damn phone. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yes. It's gonna be my thing. Is like whenever you, whenever the, uh, whenever the communication gets a little awry, by email with your client, it doesn't matter. Get on the phone. That get is on the phone. Quickest yeah. way to resolve and dissolve it. To get, give each person an opportunity to say, well, this is what I was thinking and feeling. To be able to be heard, but also to be able to reassure or correct the misunderstanding so much quicker. People spend way much too much time. We see it on threads, right? It goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Right. You can see it when people are massively triggered um, and it's just project and project and an assumption that the other person is saying it angrily or whatever and it just gets so far out of hand and it doesn't need to. So awareness around the way you're communicating. This is why emoticons have become really important um, in text-based communication i use them a lot particularly when right. i'm saying something that may be that you need to soften that i need to soften <laughs> right. that's right it's like big smiley face it's fine <laughs> you know as best as best as possible but ultimately it is getting getting on the phone so Teresa, you want to add any more to that got another angle it's just that you know it's interesting that the word introvert has really come forward in our consciousness mm. where a lot of people are identifying as introverts. And one thing I would say about this is that this, this new wave that we're in has caused us to become introverted. And, you know, maybe you were a natural introvert from the start. Maybe you found that technology has sort of brought you more inside of yourself. Um, the point is balance is important. So I remember taking the introvert extrovert test when I was young. I remember my mom like sitting down right. and reading that and I came up as in the middle, which I think is a good place to be, have a little bit of extrovert, a little bit of introvert, meaning that you're not afraid extrovert. to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was way extrovert. I'm not anymore. I'm see that. almost the opposite. It's weird. So you might be doing the whole like, you know, rubber band uh, pulls and stretches until it goes into balance. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can see myself leaning towards introvert, especially with, I'm an artist, so I don't need to be around people. I work on a computer, you know, I work from home. All of these things can really push me into being introverted. 
the problem with being too much of one and too much of the other, right? So an, a person who is overly extroverted is almost afraid of being alone. That's like their, their, their shadow side, if you will. Like the fear is I'm afraid to be alone. Um, and then the introvert is afraid to be around others, which means that you lose trust, right? We, start, we stop trusting other people. And we even, to some degree, stop trusting ourselves. I don't trust that I'm safe, right? There's a fear of safety that comes. And with this technology, I feel like it's kind of pushed people. First of all, we have, we have access to way more information than we've ever had access to before. And there's so much out there. And there's, there's information for side A and information for side B. And there's people telling you not to believe either. And then you know, what do you, what do you listen to? It's easy to go into that fear of trust. And I think that when you stop trusting, when you stop trusting the world and you start trusting yourself, you, how do you trust other people? Mm-hmm. How do you have communication where you feel safe? Um, and, and to me, the answer would be that you need to seek balance. You need to really look at yourself and say, whoa, have I gone so far inside that I'm afraid to come out? That has happened. That does happen to people, right? You get so cozy that all of a sudden the outside world feels almost threatening. Mm-hmm. And it's a perception. So, Rach, talk about this, this perception thing, because that's huge. Yeah. Look, our perception is based on or made up of both our conscious thoughts, as, but the, the bulk of it really is our subconscious. So you've seen those iceberg pictures and that 10%, well, it's probably a bit less. Um, it's more like the 5% is your conscious mind and then the rest of it is all subconscious. And I've been seeing a lot more articles written about the subconscious and the cellular memory and a whole bunch of things. This is the area that I work most in. So our perception is kind of like having glasses on. So <laughs> if you can imagine, you know, Something will happen in my past, and this is not necessarily in my past. It could be um, memories that are passed down through generations that I've picked up in some other way, but it's still active in my subconscious. So if I've come from a long line of, of, of uh, like women who don't trust men, then I'm putting the, the filter on of men can't be trusted. So now I'm viewing the world looking at all, and it, you will automatically with your filter confirm look for the evidence that this is true right take it off it's not necessarily true although it's not as yellow (laughs) (laughs) but you know men or women can't be trusted is the filter so then you filter for the evidence and then when you get the evidence you go see i was right see i was right so it then continues to make this a permanent feature as one of Mm -hmm. your filters so then you might have that filter and then i might take the rose colored glasses that teresa's got and put those on here and that's another belief a belief that I'm not lovable. So then all of a sudden I'm looking at the world, looking for all the evidence and seeing the world as I'm not lovable. So when someone doesn't say, like I remember with my first husband, he would walk in the door and not say hello to me. So then I'm not lovable is looking at that going, <gasps> he hasn't said a lot confirmation. confirmation. I'm not lovable. Right. So our subconscious has all these different filters on which change the way that we see the world and will continue to look for the evidence of what we already believe to be true, which is not necessarily the truth. And in fact, a lot of cases it's not. Um, Absolutely. And it's a, it's, it's understanding that every single person is wearing their filters. 
Every single yes. one. Well, we all, so let's talk about that. What is that filter that's in the back of our head? Tell, tell called, them about that. It's called a reticular activating system. So, and it's made up of all these different filters that come from our personal experience, that come from things that we learn from other people, uh, again, passed down through generations, um, you know, things that happen to us all through our lives, not just when we're zero to seven, when our subconscious is the only thing that's operating. So right. um, there is a lot, and our subconscious is taking note of every single second of our oh, God. Life. It is recording it all, even though we don't have conscious awareness of it, hence the reason why the conscious mind is only 5%, the subconscious is recording every single second. So it's, yeah. but it's, so because of that, if we were to be completely aware of everything that was coming in, our mental, our brain circuitry would fry, would absolutely fry. So our subconscious, its job is to protect us and to sort the information down to, from millions and millions of bits down to seven plus or minus two chunks. That's mm -hmm. what we get. So in that process, it is deleting, distorting, and getting rid of heaps of that information. So think about it this way. It's kind of like Bureau of Statistics or whatever statistics. When you, to get a close to true answer, you need a really big sample pool to get an accurate understanding as to whether or not something is true or something is false. So what our subconscious does is it brings it all the way down to say 10 people who've responded to a survey and then saying, well, based on those 10, then this is what it is. You can't get the truth out of 10 samples. You need the 20 million to get accurate to the truth. So is it possible that when you're deleting and distorting through your filters, that what you're perceiving to be true in that conversation or in that action may or may not be true? Absolutely. Well, here's what's interesting, right? So like these, so Rach has got the blue blockers on to block the blue light from the computer. And these are, uh, these are called rainbow optics. I put the website in the thread here because people are like, what are you guys doing? So that's what these are. These are rainbow optics. These are chakra Somebody. tuning glasses. Um, and what they do is that they, you know, because you are seeing the world through a, a certain filtered color it's affecting your consciousness um so i i chose these these are you know i love is their mantra which i i love and pink of course um <clears throat> but what i really wanted to do is there's an old saying you know like oh she's got rose colored glasses on and that having a negative connotation well let me tell you what happens when you put rose colored glasses on i wanted to know the world is warmer which makes me feel like everything's a little more beautiful, which makes me have appreciation, which makes me feel like the world is a good place, which is interesting because it, when, as soon as I take them off, everything turns a little gray and I'm like, well, you know, no, like, the same. the same, like these being the yellow, I look yeah. around, everything again is warm, but it's like sunshine. No, oh, we love sunshine. I take them off and I'm like, oh, it's gray. It's blue. I know, right? I was going to take like, them off because you can't see my eyes, but I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. No. Like Everything is so is so blue right now, but when you put these on, it's it's nice and warm. And the interesting thing is, um, you wouldn't think that color like that would have such an effect on you immediately, but it changes your mindset. Like for instance, it's winter here, so the sky colors are already naturally cold. But when I have these on, the gla the the clouds almost look like pastel, slightly mm -hmm. goldeny pink, and it looks like summer. When, when I'm walking down the street and I can feel the cold, but it looks like summer. And so what it does is it, 
you know, that feeling that you get in summer, it raises your serotonin. Mm. It increases the serotonin, which makes you feel happier. So color, just putting a color on, you know, they're glasses. I know it's not the real color. And yet it has the same effect on my brain as if it were summer. Now, how powerful is that? It's a perspective and yeah, it's suggestive, right? We can suggest to ourselves that things are better. Or we can suggest they're worse. They're worse. And with the reticular activating system, what is so cool about it is you have a, um, a preset kind of filter going on. And that's, these are the filters that were given to you. Another word for them may be values that you were taught, mm-hmm. right? So you're taught to filter the way that your parents filter until you decide to adjust your filters. And a lot of people go through that in the middle of their lives. They're like, wait, <laughs> Some of the things that I'm doing don't work for me. Why is that? They go and they change their thought patterns and it changes the filter in their brain. Absolutely. This is why the import, like the, the source for shift work, that kind of stuff is so, so important. Whether you use source for shift or use some other tool or technique to clear the crap out of your subconscious, that changes the filter, which changes what you see, which changes how you feel, which changes what you attract. And the thing that I really wanted to get across is when you're talking to other people, remember, they have filters too. Yes. The truth yes. is not, neither one of us has the truth. No person has the truth. We only have a, a subjective view of the situation, of the words, of the actions. So you have to communicate to find out, well, what did, what, what did you see? Like my husband and I, I had to teach him how to do this. So what happened for you, I'd say? What was your understanding? Trying best to hold on to my own emotion to hear his side of the story. And then for me to go, okay, well, when you said this, this is how I felt, or this is what I thought. So if you can remember, particularly during this time, Everybody has their filters on. Everybody's mm-hmm. stuff is filtering what they're seeing, what they're hearing, and what they're. Um, there's an action version. <laughs> Whatever that is, you can't words. Experiencing. Experiencing. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> this is why I've got you. So, <laughs> if you can remember, just have awareness that that's the case. That it's not necessarily personal. In fact, we tend to react from our stuff. It's like, oh, that hurt oh, me. God, we totally. To, it's not. People aren't doing this stuff to you on purpose but we do mm-hmm. tend to respond because we're reacting to what we think we're triggered. us. Yes, triggered. We are triggered. And that brings me to the meme that I posted today on our, on our page on Facebook and on Instagram, which is either you direct the mind or the mind directs you. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now is that filtering system. Um, if you, and here's the thing, it's an everyday practice. And I, for people who hate practice, I know that sucks to hear it, but get used to it. Like toughen up buttercup because <laughs> practice go pants on. That's right. Practice is what makes you a master. You want to master something, you got to fucking practice. So it, it was interesting because in the moment you're triggered, that is not the moment to practice. That's not the moment to be like, oh, I have a tool. Let me try to figure out how this works. That's like, imagine falling down a mountainside and being like suddenly wanting to learn how to climb a mountain or repel down mm-hmm. one right? You're falling. It's too late. <laughs> That's not the moment you want to practice. You want to practice daily in an easy way where you can start seeing your patterns. You can start figuring out how you filter life so that when you get in those moments, which do trigger you, you know, I know, I know for Rach, um, I know I experience this. I know Rach experiences. I know 
you know, Oprah and Deepak and Danielle Laporte and all those people experience being triggered. Just because you work on yourself doesn't mean you can prevent being triggered. Mm -hmm. It's there, right? What it does mean though, is you can go, aha, I just got triggered. What's mm -hmm. the stuff? What just came up? What's happening? Um, and I had to do that with Rach when, before we were on the podcast because I felt triggered. I was like, well, she, she's ignoring me. She doesn't love me anymore. I'm not important, blah, blah, blah. That's my stuff, right? That's my thing. But I had to go, wait a minute. <clears throat> That's active right now. So is it true, right, or real? Um, which is why getting on the phone really helps because I could be like, <laughs> and she's like, it's not. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you anyway. I still love I you. <laughs> She's like, oh, this again. Okay. <laughs> Which is what we have to do, right? You know, where some other person's thing is like, don't, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't think I'm that important. I'm not as important. So you don't need to know. I'm, I'm hurt, but obviously I'm not the most important thing. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. That's how someone else might act. Right. And we don't know that until we can communicate with each other. And the, the point of what I'm saying is I didn't come to that realization during this phone call. I knew that before getting into it. Mm -hmm. I knew that before I was triggered because I've worked on it so much and it's something that I'm actively working on healing. Mm -hmm. it's, it stems, it goes through my entire life. It comes up and again and again. And as I clear the layers of it, it gets easier to adjust right? Yes. So I get triggered, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Calm down, Therese. <laughs> Baby Therese, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. You get used to, and this is like husband and I, you know, we've never really had a relationship where we've had massive amounts of arguments or anything. But um, what I can tell you is that as you learn techniques like source for shift or have anything where you're doing the active work to clear your subconscious and become the, the highest vibration that you can, um, these sort of things, these upsets, they last a few minutes versus hours and hours and hours. We can move Days. through. Yeah. Right. and I can move through things really quickly as we need to, as stuff comes up. And um, my husband and I, same thing. We can move through it within a minute. It's not a big deal. It's like, okay, I've got it. I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to work on that. We're always works in progress. But it is having the tools to be able to, A, have awareness that you're in your stuff, to be able to articulate that it's your stuff, what stuff it is be able to clear it, but allow the other person to work with you in clearing that and working together. So it's a, definitely a harmony building tool, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so here's the thing. Like when you get into the conversation that feels like you're falling down the mountain, suddenly you go, wait a second, I know how to repel. And you mm -hmm. cast your hook in and you start, you, you start saving yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it is a saving yourself tool right communication the way to correct communication is to work on your shit it's never the other person it is that's always you you gotta you gotta yeah. figure out where you fall short in communication right because a lot of times we start projecting right mm -hmm. when we're when we're triggered what do we do we react and we project we don't go Oh, that's just my stuff, right? We're like, oh my God. <laughs> now it's more like, that's fucking my stuff, but it's fault <laughs> too. Right, exactly. We look, uh, but, and let's talk about really quickly. I mean, there's, mm. this just opens a huge can of worms, but it, it becomes a, it becomes a power leak when you start going, they need to change, change this, change that, change you, you, you do 
you know, you can see it. I'm literally like when you point at the other person, you're sending power away from yourself. <laughs> but also the blame is also pointing back at you. It's like one finger yeah, that one way. Pointing at train. <laughs> but you're still projecting a piece. So there's only if you had right four four things of power, you're losing one at mm -hmm. least. And truly, the blame, the, the, the reminder in our hands is to show us, no, look back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look at you. Come back in. Um, Beautiful. <clears throat> exactly. So when you feel like you're, you're going out of your power, um, it's important to realize, what am I, how am I giving it away? She did this to me. It's their fault. Um, they thing. need to change. Right? That is a power leak right there. The first thing I do is I call all of me back. I'm like, nope, come back, Therese, come back into me. I take full responsibility. Where can I? And that's the first smart question that you can ask yourself when you're having a miscommunication. Where can I take responsibility for this? Where, you know, how am I responsible? That doesn't mean you're, that doesn't mean it's not a two way street because it is. But it means that you are working on the side of the street that's yours, that you can control. Mm. What I like to do is to deconstruct it as quickly as I can. Go, ooh, what did she just say or what did she just do or what did he say do? Um, and go, okay, well, what meaning did I attach to that? Very quickly, what meaning did I attach? Because I'm reacting to the meaning. I'm not reacting to the action or the words. I'm reacting to the meaning or the perception of the, the meaning. And the other question I ask is, well, why is that a problem? Yes. Why, does it, why is that a problem? Oh, well, because blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's not stuff. So then you can see why you're reacting the way that you are. Because all it is doing, our external environment is always, always, always going to be this beautiful and painful mirror that reminds us that we haven't completely healed that part yet. So right. because orchestrating not being able yes. to take so that stuff can come because, up. We can have a topic for today. <laughs> right, because if it was healed, you wouldn't be triggered. That's the answer. That's you want exactly to know if right. you're healed, you, you won't be triggered. Someone will ignore you and you'll be like, sup? Yep. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool. I'm going for a walk anyway. Or I needed that time for myself anyway. It won't trigger you. Um, if you get triggered, you're not healed. That's the simplest mm -hmm answer right there and and Rach um, Agnes is asking us a question she says can you please give us a practice slash exercise we can use uh, apply daily to clean up our consciousness so let me hand that to you <laughs> oh, good lord I mean I use source of shit so knowing tell them what that is yeah it's um it's a suite of tools really I thought it was one technique but it's not it's a suite of tools that helps you to uncover what is happening in your subconscious and then it gives you the tool to be able to release, heal, and clear the limiting negative beliefs. And then there's also mm -hmm. a power programming. I've just called it, started calling it that. I'm like, no, it's not reprogramming. It's something else. And I got it the other day. It's power programming, power programming to really juice up the, the really positive beliefs to bring in what you want. So, um, I mean, there are lots of different modalities where you're working with the subconscious. So it's really hard to give you a singular exercise. The first thing I would do, it's a little bit source for shift, is to think about the area of your life that you're really struggling in. And one of the digging statements that I get people to do is to write down, well, I can't have the thing I want because. 
and then just let yourself write the answer for 10 or so minutes. That will start to show you what is hiding in your subconscious that is activated and obviously reflecting that in your life. Um, and then if you don't have a tool that does the actual healing, then I would recommend learning something, source for shift or something similar that works on all four levels that will powerfully clear that for you so you can keep moving forward. But honestly, this is an ongoing process. This is not it a is. once and done thing. No, and that's, I mean, I think that's why people get frustrated with the idea of practice because part of what's happened in our society is we've got so used to instant gratification. You know, I want to watch a show. I want to watch a movie or I want to watch an entire TV series, Netflix, right? I want to talk to you my friend anywhere while I'm on a run, right? You know, Facebook messenger. I, I want to shop from the comfort of my bed, Amazon. I mean, we're an instant gratification society. And the detriment there is that we, we feel entitled to that instant gratification. I want to be healed. Just what, and it, <clears throat> that's very surface, mm. right? It's, it's limited and limiting. And there, your higher self does not, your higher self subscribes to something deeper. And practice is deep, right? Practice is gratifying. It, it's deep on many levels. What it gives you is more than just the quick healing. It gives you compassion. It gives you gratitude. It gives you empathy. It gives you strength. It gives you confidence. It gives you so much more than just being healed. Being healed is only a part of it, but really you're building a muscle, right? Any, anytime you practice, you're becoming a master. And before this world of technology, before this world of, of urban society, you know, mastery was something people focused on in any, in many fields, spiritual mastery, mastering a, a craft. Remember, people had to apprentice and study under a master, and then take on that master's teaching, and then teach it, and then become their own master. It used to be um, a very clear process for us, and it's gotten so muddied today. Um, and and we we get so many mixed messages, like earn seven figures in six weeks or lose 50 pounds in four months or, you know, these things that tell us that practice or commitment isn't, or discipline even, Work. isn't go needed yeah. anymore. It's not yeah. needed. We could bypass that. And I'm, I call bullshit on it. I call bullshit because the only things in my life that have consistently yielded results were the things that I worked at. That's the only things that have consistently yielded results. Friendships, think about a friendship you've had for a long time, right? It wasn't just handed to you. You worked on that. You stayed in touch. When you moved away and they moved away, you stayed in touch. When you grew this way they, and they went that way, you supported them. That's, that's, that's mastery. That's a type of practice of relationships, right? Think about relationships that are uh, long-term romantic relationships. My God, if, if nothing proves that mastery is something that exists, that does, right? When you're with someone for more than two years, when you're with someone for 10, 14, 20, 50 years, that's a daily practice. I mean, there are people who are physical bodies present in a dead relationship, and then there are people who are in very alive, luscious relationships who have worked to be there 
Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think one of the gifts that we could give to you today is just remembering that, you know, get toughen up, buttercup. Remember that practicing daily on whatever it is you want in your life, that's the guaranteed way to, to get it and be good at it. Okay. Yeah. Off my soapbox. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'd like to open it up now for questions. Anybody has questions about anything? It can be Yay. anything. We are here for you. Um, go ahead and type them either into the chat if you're here with us in Zoom or on Facebook. Oh, well, we're doing that. I ran out of wine. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you're going to have to bring, like... Two glasses or a bottle. Let's see a bottle. Look at this. Oh, oh my God. God. But you know what? I I can't wait to tell. I know there's a few people here who are school for spirit people who are doing crystals with me. So this, this is the Apophyllite point that I put on your list. It's the first crystal, right? Um, I freaking love these. I had no idea like why I was so in love with these points. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool things about Apophyllite. For example, I think I've mentioned this before, but they're a type of, scrying stone which means you can look into them and start to see like the future images relationships people other planets stuff like that but the way you do it is instead of looking directly into it like a crystal ball like you think you would you actually hold it in your peripheral vision and you start to see things Ooh. isn't that cool that is cool but they're also, it's the type of stone they are. And I'm, that's secret material. <laughs> only Rach, <laughs> only Rach can know. But they're really good. They're, they're a good one. They're All right. One. While you get questions, I've got screaming baby downstairs. So I will be back. My goodness. Okay. Let's see. We've got some questions coming in. Um, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Jessica says, I was in a car accident a few weeks ago. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Um, and was injured, and wasn't injured, oh good, wasn't injured at all. My car was totaled, and I was wondering if my grandmother was with me. She passed away on Halloween. Mmm, Jessica, okay. What's your grandmother's name? Let me just ask really quick while I don't know that. Yes, she was. She was there. Um, I'll let you know if there's any other messages, but yes, she was offering protective energy. I also got the feeling that you called out to her, like right at the moment. Uh, I don't know if you're consciously aware you did that or not. Oh, hey, <laughs> okay. Hi, Teresa. Yes. Oh, grandma. Yes, I know grandma uh, very well. Yeah, she was definitely there. She's very active with you all right now. Um, she's more lucid conscious than she was before she left. That's what she's telling me. Mm -hmm. she's, she wants you to know that. I don't know if anybody had a concern. Like She's not confused. She's very clear now. It's like everything just makes way more sense. And she feels like, she says 20 years younger. Like she's got more, she feels like herself at her um, most energetic. But yes. Her energy is, is very present right now. Um, she's helping because this is a very tough transitional time, and she's also concerned. Um, you know, she's concerned about Monica. <laughs> Just wants to be by her and offering her um, more healing protection. She just wants to fortify is the kind of word she's using. So, 
yeah, she's, she's definitely present. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Jessica. All right. Agnes says, question, I got triggered, reacted, and I don't feel good about it. No chance um, even to talk on this, to this person that triggered me. Can I do anything to open up the conversation? Yes, you can. I would start it on the subconscious level. So, Rach, the question is about um, dealing with a person who won't talk to them right now, right? Like they're in a fight. They're not communicating. So my suggestion is to communicate uh, it's telepath. It's telepathy, basically. But you pretend you, you. I know that you're like, well, maybe this person isn't open to telepathy, or maybe they're not aware. You don't need their conscious awareness to talk to them. What you're talking to is their higher self via their subconscious, and you're just having the conversation. The message goes in, whether they get it consciously yet. That might be the thing that takes time, but as long as you keep talking to their higher self via the subconscious, the message is going in. But a couple of other and I just got to, yeah, add that, add to that. All right. So one, notice where you have a need for them to communicate with you. Why do you need them to communicate with you? Um, I can relate this back to you know, my husband years and years ago. He'd go into what he would call a black, under a black cloud. He would just feel crappy for no particular reason. And at the time I still had stuff around my own self-esteem. So if he wasn't talking to me, I went into what have I done? I should, maybe I've done something wrong and I'd want him to talk to me to tell me what I'd done wrong so I could fix it because I had to fix it. Um, and the more I bugged him to tell me what was wrong, he just didn't have an answer. The more it sort of sent him underground and it, the more we both got into this, this massive thing, he just didn't want to talk. And it was partly because he didn't have the answers. He didn't want to deal with anything. He just wanted to shut down. Um, and me trying to force him to communicate was only making it worse. And it was my need to make him communicate because I had a meaning attached to that. So it's allowing them, if they don't want to communicate, that's absolutely their choice. You have to clear and deal with why you feel like you need it. Now, we understand communication is a two-way street and it can be resolved and dissolved when you communicate. You can't force somebody to do it in your timeline. Sometimes mm. we... I sometimes need processing time, like Therese sometimes needs processing time to get ourselves to a place of understanding why we feel the way that we do. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest things to look at. You know, are you trying to force them to communicate for, do you need to fix it? Do you need to, for them, if they communicate, the meaning is, if they communicate with me, then I know that I'm loved. Whatever it happens to be, clear your side of the street. And then the other thing is to notice where, Notice what you're thinking and feeling while you're in the space of no communication. So it's coming back to your own space of love, sending them energy of love, sending energy of I forgive you, I forgive me, I forgive you. Honoponopono is a great, the four statements for Honoponopono is great for something like this. Um, and allow them... Tell them, them, tell them what those are just in case they don't know what that is. Yeah, so it's four statements. I'm sorry, no, I forgive you. I thought I'd start with, I love you, thank you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. That's, I've seen it that way. Yeah, I've seen multiple the ways. The other way. Okay. <laughs> forgive me, I'm sorry, I love you, thank you. So they're the four statements. I would actually go intuitively with what you feel the order should be. Um, something like that where you are literally coming back to the highest vibration of love 
and you are energetically connecting heart to heart to send them love. Because if you're sitting here going, but they're not talking to me and they should be, and what if they're thinking this? That's the energy that you're sending to them. And like Therese said, telepathically. So get yourself into that space of love and openness and ready to communicate when they are ready to communicate and let yes. go of needing them to communicate <laughs> with you. Right. And when you can identify what it is you need, give it. Right? That's the highest form. Though. That's the f highest path of action we can take. So if I need love, if I need affection, give it. Give it to someone if I need to be heard, give that to someone, you know, like figure out what you need because what we give is what we get. So, and we, sometimes human beings, we kind of try to reverse that, right? Give it to me, then I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> what you give is what you get. So figure out what you want. And there's many ways you can do that. You can give it to yourself, right? Sometimes I need to be heard. Uh, listen to yourself, right? How do we do this? Not always, right? We, a lot of times we try to shove those feelings down. Oh, I don't want to, no, I, I know better, right? I know better is a lot is something that a lot of spiritual people do. I'm angry, but I know better. So I'm not going to let myself feel that. Right. You need to feel it. Right. We're human. We're humans. We're going to feel mm -hmm. these things. We're going to say these things. We're going to make mistakes. It's all part of the process. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, that was great. Okay. Uh, another one. I should put on my regular reading glasses, but I like the way this looks. I know I'm coming out of my eyes. Yellow ones down at the end of the table, I'm like too far to reach. <laughs> okay, so Shanti's saying I have been working very hard at my new career. Next week will be six months. I thought after six months I would be proficient and not have to put more long hours in. Uh, did not get trained so hard to learn about making mistakes um, in being resourceful. So after six months. There's more work, not a lot of pay, difficult boss, no overtime. Do I continue this path? My personality is to keep pushing through, but my personal life uh, in work is not balanced. I have no um, personal life for eight months. Is this job not my path? Should I move on? Uh, do I keep busting my ass? Okay. Or is this job supposed to Don't teach me to be psychic to give you answers on that one? Go you, ahead, know. Go. you know the answer. How does it make you feel? Does it feel in alignment? Does it feel like it's everything you want? If the answer is no, can you make it that way? And it sounds like, based on what you've said, you can't. You don't have any, you have less influence on being able to change that situation. So my answer is get the fuck out. <laughs> Find something that is more aligned with you, that is everything that you want. This job has given you some very good contrast to go, no. If you put yourself first, find it, find something better. Well, and that, that is the gift, right? Contrast is a gift. We might not always appreciate that <laughs> version of a gift because it feels painful, but contrast really helps us to get specific on what we are asking for. You know, when, when we send out our desires, it's almost like we're typing in an address in a computer, you know, in the search bar. We're typing in an address and we're like saying, send me there. So if you just were like, I just want to be some, I just want security, right? Like I just, if that's all you want, you got that, right? Like I got security. I'm not happy. I don't feel appreciated. I feel like I have no personal life. So those are the things you know. That, mm. Right. So now I'm going to change my search. I'm going to change my desire point. I'm going to say, yes, I still want security, but 
I also want a personal life. I also want to feel valued. I also want to feel like I'm advancing. I also want to feel blah, 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 whatever you're going to put into it. So before you um, don't just bail in terms mm, no. of I'm, I'm done, you know, peace, I'm out. You got to learn something from it first. You got to really like hone the gems here and be like, what's the gold in this? Um, because that's giving you information. A lot of times pe what people will do is they're like, this doesn't fit. And then they'll put it down and pick up another job that does the same thing, right? Mm. They'll just keep repeating the pattern because they're not, they're not mining the gold first. <laughs> so mine that gold, journal that shit. <laughs> and I do mean journal it because saying it or thinking it is one type of vibration. Saying it adds a new layer. Writing it and saying it adds this whole other beefy layer to what you're trying to create. And it helps remind you because when you write it down, it starts to get really, um, you start digging a deeper line of thought into your consciousness. Now, when I, when I go interview for another job or when I pick something up, I'm going to look and be like, does this match? Does this match? Ask the question. Does, yeah. Ask, ask me. Be blatant. Be asked. Right. Mm. Does this job require me to do X amount of overtime hours? If it requires overtime, will I get paid for it? When you're going to the interview, interview them. And like Therese was saying, yes. you know, write this shit out, but write stuff that I fucking deserve and am worthy of a job that blah, 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 blah. Because you've got to get into vibrational alignment with what you're asking for, not just go, oh, I hope I find that. You have got to be in a space of, I believe that it's absolutely possible for me and my, my perfect job is there. Oh God. Yeah. And I, I love that layer of interviewing them. So mm. many times we go into this place of like, pick me, like I'm, mm. I deserve this. please. So please. <laughs> when, mm. And the energy really does shift the whole thing. When you walk in there and you're like, do you deserve me? Mm. I mean, I'm interested, but, um, do you, you know, do are blah, you... blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Is there going to be room for me to, to grow, to expand, to, so yeah, interview them. Because you are worth it, totally. Oh, absolutely. And it changes the game. You walk in there with that. Like, I am, I am what you want. Then suddenly there, it affects them on it. You know, just like these glasses affect me. That attitude affects people. They're like, oh, that is what I want. Oh my gosh, how do I get that? <laughs> like that, it really, it's weird. It's one of those things that you have to be on the other side of it sometimes to truly appreciate that, that happens, but it truly does happen. All right. Another question we have. So thanks, Shanti. I'm glad she says that that was much needed advice. Awesome. Okay. Lisa is saying, uh, quick question. I moved to Utah for dance. I love the program, but it's not where I want to be. Uh, is opportunity still held here in Utah because I feel that I need to be here or should I leave and go elsewhere um, to better my career as a dancer? Okay, so this is interesting because this where this is where it really doesn't matter where the hell you are. It's all about you. This is all about how much you commit to it, right? You'll be a good dancer whether you're in Utah, in New York, Berlin. It doesn't matter wherever you end up. It's you, right? And the, the training that you get is just training. It's not the talent, it's not the skill, it's not the technical ability. Those reside inside of you. So if this is where, you know, this is where you have to kind of get in touch with your heart. Is this where I'm supposed to be right now? 
and the, the heart always answers simply. It doesn't give you long, drawn-out explanations. It says, yeah, it feels right. Or it goes, no, I don't, no, no, just no, every day, no. <laughs> no. That's when you have to in investigate deeper. Um, I want to make sure I read this right because I'm reading it without my actual glasses. Um, I know it's not where you want to be, uh, but she says that I feel like I need to be here. That's the, that's the question that I have for you. you. Do you feel like you need to be there? Is there like this, even if you can't figure out why, mm. are you just getting like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, right? So that will unfold itself. Mm. Your job is to listen to the feelings and they're pretty clear, right? Usually when the heart says yes to something, you feel relaxed and open and hopeful and there's an expanded feeling to you when you get a no you feel shut down you're like get me out of here like where's the like you're already on travelocity looking at plane tickets to get the hell out um so that's really for you to listen to absolutely we do have a question inside the, the room here so I'm gonna bring yeah caitlin if you're ready i'm going to bring you on so you can talk Oops. you are unmuted You there, Caitlin? Hello, hello. Hi. Can't hear you. Maybe you're not able to talk. No. Okay. Well, maybe you need oh, to put wait. the. Oh, there you are. I think. I hear her. Can I hear her. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay. I. <laughs> I had it going on like Facebook and Zoom at the same time, so I think I got confused. <laughs> um. I just. I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask <laughs> Therese, because I know this has come up in a reading before, if, um, like, a future guy relationship is still going to happen. <laughs> I have to laugh because it's, like, so obviously like going to happen. I know. You look uh, what happened to man bun? <laughs> man bun? He, okay, this is why it's coming up because also I want to know like why do I get super annoyed at the moment someone is like really interested? That's your stuff. <laughs> That's just you know there. Like there's a lot. Blowing up my phone and giving me a play-by-play -play of his day each day, and I'll just like don't have to leave. It's it. because he's trying to show you he is interested. That's his way I'm of showing. Tired you. and I can't respond to every text. You don't have, you don't to. have to. That's your right. There's the see now that that's where we go into talking about our own triggers and the thing. Like honestly, a trigger of mine is responding rapidly to anybody who reaches out to me. I just feel like I have to do it, and I sometimes I have to stop myself and be like, "Oh uh, no, this is fine with my kids. I well, do not I, have I feel to." Kind of bad. I think I'm using it just because I have nothing else going on right now, and it's like. I'm just responding kind of out of boredom, just like for curiosity's sake, but I'm not like that. I don't really care. I didn't really care for the first week that my husband was sending me text messages when we first met. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know, maybe. And my <laughs> sister was like, well, what do you think? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't think he's quite my type, but I still went out for lunch with him and I still caught up with him in a bit. I did the same. Like, he like told me what he was like wearing today for like some test he was taking. And I was like, cool, great choice. 
<laughs> you can just, that's where you send like a dolphin emoji or I don't know if that's sexual. No, I, I sent like send. a bitmoji. I have my bit strip thing and I sent the one that said like approved or something because I didn't have anything better to send. That's and then he was like, does that work for you or something? And I was like, it works just, if it he's works trying for you. To get, <laughs> he's trying to get to know you. Yeah. He's, yeah I, I think what he's trying to do is kind of just create a friendship, right? Like, it's weird. This day and age, it is just weird. We need to learn how to adapt and adjust to it, right? There was a time. It's weird to me when it's only someone you've had a brief conversation with, like, how how else would he get to know you though i mean he met you at a restaurant do you know what i'm saying it's like it's not like you're in a class with him or seeing him every um, day or right working with him in a you know an established place of work right it's this how else is he going to establish it back and forth with you so you know i i think one of the things that you just have to realize is that you're feeling a lot of pressure to behave a certain way, but that pressure is being put on you by you. Well, I don't feel like it's going anywhere. And I wanted to ask. (laughs) It's, it's uh, Caitlin. I mean, this is the answer that's probably going to annoy you more than you'll appreciate it, but it's you, honey. You, You just, you're kind of doing a push pull thing. Right. It, and this idea that it's going to ha- happen a certain way, you got to let that shit go. It's all it's doing is getting in your way of experiencing and enjoying yourself. Yeah, but shouldn't there be some like intuitive, like, ah! or not necessarily. Or like, I, I'm actually getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting not to tell you. Um, and I'm sorry, my team does this for you. I'm getting that because it would interrupt your own growth and your taking chances. Okay. So that's what this is about. It's not about what an end result. It's about your choices and your behaviors. It's for you to grow. Should you wish to do so for let go of the end result, let go of like love of my life or next important person. He's here and he's available and very interested, (laughs) very interested in you, but notice your response, right? So then if you choose to like not pursue this, notice if you turn around and go, nobody's interested, then you're lying to yourself. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Then you're just, you're, you're rejecting people and then creating a world where you're not, you're actually, filtering people out yeah. with your own reticular activator. So not um, as, yeah. It, and I think, you know what, what they're telling me I can say to you is it's self-preservation on your part. You're just protecting yourself, protecting yourself from getting hurt. Yeah. Well, that's what I feel like right now. I feel like anything like too much would be like an energy drain. That's a pre you're, you're assuming you're also doing there's a lot of assumption a lot of projection that's going on here for you caitlin okay yeah i honestly i get a thumbs up that's all they're giving me that i can say um up to what part (laughs) that his energy he's a decent person oh the guy i'm talking to Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he seems fine i just Mm -hmm. i think i have a fear of wasting time yeah, because you've got an attachment to an outcome. Right. Wasting energy. 
Right. And that, you know what, everybody's given the same, honestly. I know that it feels different, but the truth is that um, good things take time. You're not going to develop a deep relationship with someone by rushing it. <laughs> like, I, you can't just be like, cut to the point. Do you like me or not? <laughs> you can, but that might, he might go, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> Who's this chick? It suddenly feels like a lot of pressure. Okay. But also be honest in your communication, Caitlin, because I don't, don't know if you're doing that. If you're low in energy, let him know, hey, I, I can't respond to every text because I'm just running low in energy right now. So notice where you're not actually giving him information that would help him to navigate connection with you. Okay. I turned down his invite to like some Christmas party because I said that I'd rather like see him in person first, like one on one. That's fair. That's and in, fine. Like, a crowded space with strangers. Yeah, that's that's, that's fine. That is totally um, a reasonable request on your part. Absolutely. All right. Okay. No You're problem welcome, at all. Oh, beautiful. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to uh, Lisa, who had talked about the dance, touched base. She says, I do feel I need to be here, even though it's not what I uh, want. And it's just, and it's just a strong feeling. Yeah. Um, not quite sure how she means that, but um, if you feel like you need to be there, you do. Remember that what you're learning, it really has more to do with how you apply yourself than what you're learning. We do that a lot when we're trying to learn something. We externalize the end result or the knowledge and we, we make it part of what we have learned rather than um, internalizing it, making it about how we apply ourselves. Mm. So good. Um, and then Jody has one question. Do we uh, do we have any more? Uh, I know we're kind of we'll, over. Make if if it's a quick one, we'll do it quickly because I've got. She wants to know if uh, now is the time to start a new business venture. I. I would say yes, but understand that just because you're starting it now doesn't mean it, it's going to have fruit right now. Beautiful. That's exactly uh, what I was feeling. Yeah, exactly. So Rach and I are talking a lot. Rach is somebody you might want to get in touch with about this because she's starting her business incubator and it's all about mentally preparing yourself to take inspired action before 2018 starts so that by the time you're in 2018, you already have some momentum moving forward. You have a plan that's actionable. So that's yeah. something I would, I would look at um, so, talking to her about. First thing I got was yes, but I mean, do the preparation, but don't launch straight away if that makes any sense. So there's prep work, um, but launching in 2018 instead of trying to go, yep, I've got a business doing it now. It feels like right. I need to do the, the prep stuff. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, she get, and she's seen that and she gets it. Awesome. So we're actually over time. So we have to wrap it up now, but we wanted to say uh, you can find this podcast a, a lot of places. <laughs> uh, Bye. <laughs> Yeah, so find us on iTunes. Give us a little bit of love so that we can build up our subscribers to enable us to be able to create an app, which means yes. you can get us on your little phone and Anytime we can you send it. you some premium content that only the app will ever get. So yes. send us some love. We'll put the link in on this down there at some point or just go and search for the Kick-Ass and, no, sorry, Spirit for Success podcast. Yes, you should be able to Spirit find number that four there. success. Exactly. Absolutely.
Awesome. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being with us. And until next time, relax. We got this. Totally got this. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.